0: The French Revolution: A History by Thomas Carlyle, Volume Two: The Constitution, Book Six: The Marseillaise, Chapter Seven: The Swiss. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Peter Dan. Book Six, Chapter Seven: The Swiss. Unhappy friends, the toxin does yield, has yielded lo ye how with the first sun-rays its ocean-tide of pikes and fusils flows glittering from the far east immeasurable born of the night they march there the grim host saint antoine on this side of the river saint merceau on that the black-browed marseillaise in the van With hum and grim murmur, far heard like the ocean tide, as we say, Drawn up as if by lunar and influences, from the great deep of waters they roll gleaming on. No king, canute or Louis can bid them roll back. Wide eddying side currents of onlookers roll hither and thither, unarmed, not voiceless. They, the steel host, roll on. New Commandant Santerre indeed, has taken seat at the town hall, rests there in his halfway house. Alsatian vesterman with a flashing sabre, does not rest, nor the sections, nor the Marseillaise, nor Demoiselle Tarragna, but roll continually on. And now, where are Mandat squadrons that were to charge? Not a squadron of them stirs, or they stir in the wrong direction, out of the way. Their officer's glad that they will even do that. It is to this hour uncertain whether the squadrons on the Pont Neuf made the shadow of resistance, or did not make the shadow. Enough! The black-browed Marseillaise and Saint-Marceau following them do cross without let, do cross in sure hope now of Saint-Antoine and the rest, do billow on towards the Tuileries where their errand is. The Tuileries, at sound of them, rustles responsive. The red Swiss look to their priming. Courtiers in black draw their blunderbusses, rapiers, poniards. Some have even fire shovels. Every man is weapon of war. Judge if in these circumstances syndic Roderer felt easy. Will the kind heavens open no middle course of refuge for a poor syndic who halts between two? If indeed his majesty would consent to go over to the assembly. His majesty above all, her majesty cannot agree to that. Did Her Majesty answer the proposal with a donc Did she say even she would be nailed to the wall sooner? Apparently not. It is written also that she offered the king a pistol, saying, now or else never was the time to show himself. Close eyewitnesses did not see it, nor do we. That saw only that she was queen-like, quiet. That she argued not, upbraided not, With the inexorable, but, like Caesar in the capital, Wrapped her mantle, as it beseems queens And sons of Adam to do. But thou, O Louis, of what stuff art thou at all? Is there no stroke in thee then for life and crown? The silliest hunted deer dies not so. Art thou the languidest of all mortals, Or the mildest mannered? Thou art the worst starred. The tide advances, syndic Roderus And all men's straits grow straighter and straighter. Fremescent clangour comes from the armed nationals in the court, Far and wide is the infinite hubbub of tongues. What counsel? And the tide is now nigh. Messengers forerunners speak hastily through the outer gates, Hold parley sitting astride the walls. Syndic rotorer goes out and comes in, Cannoneers ask him, Are we to fire against the people? King's ministers ask him, Shall the king's house be forced? Syndic Roderer has a hard game to play. He speaks to the cannoneers with eloquence, with fervour, such fervour as a man can who has to blow hot and cold in one breath. Hot and cold, oh Roderer, we for our part cannot live and die. The cannoneers, by way of answer, fling down their linstocks. Think of this answer, O oh King Louis, and King's ministers, and take a poor syndic's safe middle course towards the Salle de Manege. King Louis sits, his hands lent on knees, body bent forward, gazes for a space fixedly on syndic, Reutera, then answers, looking over his shoulder to the Queen, Marchand they march king louis queen sister elizabeth the two royal children and governors these with syndic rodera and officials of the department amid a double rank of national guards the men with blunderbusses the steady red swiss gaze mournfully reproachfully but hear only these words from syndic rodera the king is going to the assembly make way it has struck 8 on all clocks some minutes ago THE KING HAS LEFT THE TUILERIES FOREVER. O, YE STANT SWISS, YE GALLANT GENTLEMEN IN BLACK, FOR WHAT A CAUSE ARE YE TO SPEND AND BE SPENT? LOOK OUT FROM THE WESTERN WINDOWS, YE MAY SEE KING LOUIS PLACIDLY HOLDING ON HIS WAY, THE POOR LITTLE PRINCE ROYAL SPORTFULLY KICKING THE FALLEN LEAVES. Fremescent multitude on the terrace of the foyants whirls parallel to him, one man in it, very noisy, with a long pole. Will they not obstruct the outer staircase and back entrance of the salle when it comes to that? King's guards can go no further than the bottom step there. Lo, deputation of legislators comes out. He of the long pole is stilled by oratory. "'Assemblies' guards join themselves to King's guards, "'and all may mount in this case of necessity. "'The outer staircase is free or passable. "'See, royalty ascends. "'A blue grenadier lifts the poor little Prince Royal "'from the press. "'Royalty has entered in. "'Royalty has vanished forever from your eyes. "'And ye, left standing there amid the yawning abysses "'and earthquake of insurrection, "'without course, without command, If he perish, it must be as more than martyrs, as martyrs who are now without a cause. The black courtiers disappear mostly through such issues as they can. The poor Swiss know not how to act. One duty only is clear to them, that of standing by their post, and they will perform that. But the glittering steel tide has arrived. It beats now against the chateau barriers and eastern courts, Irresistible, loud surging, far and wide, Breaks in, fills the court of the carousel, Black-browed Marseillaise is in the van. King Louis is gone, say you, over to the assembly? Well and good, but till the assembly pronounce forfeiture on him, What boots it? Our post is in that chateau or stronghold of his, There till then must we continue. Think ye stand Swiss, whither it were good that grim murder began, and brothers blasted one another in pieces for a stone edifice? Poor Swiss, they know not how to act. From the southern windows some fling cartridges in signs of brotherhood. On the eastern outer staircase, and within, through long stairs and corridors, they stand, firm-ranked, peaceable, and yet refusing to stir. Vesterman speaks to them, an Alsatian-German. Marseillaise plead in hot Provencal speech and pantomime. Stunning hubbub pleads and threatens infinite around. The Swiss stand fast, peaceable and yet immovable, red granite pier in that waste flashing sea of steel. Who can help the inevitable issue? Marseillaise and all France on this side, granite Swiss on that. The pantomime grows hotter and hotter, Marseilles sabres flourishing by way of action, the Swiss brow also clouding itself, the Swiss thumb bringing its firelock to the cock. And hark, high thundering above all the din, three Marseilles cannon from the carousel, pointed by a gunner of bad aim, come rattling over the roofs. Ye Swiss, therefore, fire! The Swiss fire, by volley, by platoon, in rolling fire. Marseillaise men, not a few, and a tall man, that was louder than any, lie silent, smashed upon the pavement. Not a few Marseillaise, after the long dusty march, have made halt here. The carousel is void, the black tide recoiling, fugitives rushing as far as Saint Antoine before they stop. The cannoneers, without linstock, have squatted invisible and left their cannon, which the Swiss seize. Think what a volley, reverberating doomful to the four corners of Paris and through all hearts, like the clang of Bologna's thongs. The black-browed Marseillaise, rallying on the instant, have become black demons that know how to die. Nor is breast behind hand, nor Alsatian vestment Demoiselle Terrania is Sibyl Terrania. Vengeance, victoire, ou la mort? From all patriot artillery, great and small, From Fouillant's terrace and all terraces and places Of the widespread insurrectionary sea, Their roars responsive a red whirlwind. Blue nationals ranked in the garden Cannot help their muskets going off against foreign murderers. For there is a sympathy in muskets, in heaped masses of men. Nay, are not mankind in whole like tuned strings, and a cunning infinite concordance and unity? You smite one string, and all strings will begin sounding, in soft sphere melody, in deafening screech of madness. Mounted gendarmerie gallop distracted, are fired on merely as a thing running, galloping over the Pont Royal, or one knows not whither. The brain of Paris, brain fevered in the centre of it here, has gone mad, what you call taken fire. Behold, the fire slackens not, nor does the Swiss rolling fire slacken from within. Nay, they clutched cannon as we saw, and now from the other side they clutch three pieces more. Alas, cannon without linstock, nor would the steel and flint answer, though they try it, had it chance to answer patriot onlookers have their misgivings one strangest patriot onlooker thinks that the swiss had they a commander would beat he is a man not unqualified to judge the name of him is napoleon bonaparte and onlookers and women stand gazing and the witty dr moore of glasgow among them on the other side of the river, cannon rush rumbling past them, pause on the Pont Royal, belch out their iron entrails there, against the Tuileries, and at every new belch the women and onlookers shout and clap hands. City of all the devils! In remote streets men are drinking breakfast coffee, following their affairs with a start now and then, as some dull echo reverberates a note louder. And here? Marseillaise fall, wounded, but Barbarou has surgeons, Barbarou is close by, managing, though underhand and undercover. Marseillaise fall, death-struck, bequeath their firelock, specify in which pocket are the cartridges, and die, murmuring, Revenge me, revenge thy country. Breast federa officers, galloping in red coats, are shot as Swiss. Lo, you, the carousel has burst into flame. Paris pandemonium. Nay, the poor city, as we said, is in fever fit and convulsion. Such crisis has lasted for the space of some half hour. But what is this that with legislative insignia ventures through the hubbub and death hail from the back entrance of the manège, towards the Tuileries and Swiss, written order from His Majesty to cease firing? Oh ye hapless Swiss, why was there no order not to begin it? Gladly would the Swiss cease firing, but who will bid mad insurrection cease firing? To insurrection you cannot speak, neither can it, hydra-headed here. The dead and dying by the hundred lie all around, are born bleeding through the streets towards help, the sight of them like a torch of the Furies kindling madness. Patriot Paris roars as the bear bereaved of her whelps, On, ye patriots, vengeance, victory or death, there are men seen who rush on, armed only with walking sticks. Terror and fury rule the hour. The Swiss, pressed on from without, paralysed from within, have ceased to shoot, but not to be shot. What shall they do? Desperate is the moment, shelter or instant death, yet how, where? One party flies out by the Rue de l'Echelle, is destroyed utterly, en entier. A second, by the other side, throws itself into the garden, hurrying across a keen fusillade, rushes suppliant into the National Assembly, finds pity and refuge in the back benches there. The third and largest darts out in column, three hundred strong, towards the Champs-Elysees. Ah, could we but reach Courbevoie, where other Swiss are. Woe! see in such fusillade the column soon breaks itself by diversity of opinion into distracted segments, this way and that, to escape in holes, to die fighting from street to street. The firing and murdering will not cease, not yet for long. The red porters of hotels are shot at, be they Swiss by nature or Swiss only in name. The very firemen who pump and labour on that smoking carousel are shot at. Why should the carousel not burn? Some Swiss take refuge in private houses, find that mercy too does still dwell in the heart of man. The brave Marseillaise are merciful, late so wroth, and labour to save. Journalist Gossard pleads hard with infuriated groups. Clemence, the wine-merchant, stumbles forward to the bar of the assembly, a rescued Swiss in his hand, tells passionately how he rescued him with pain and peril, how he will henceforth support him, being childless himself, and falls a swoon round the poor Swiss's neck amid plaudits, but the most are butchered and even mangled fifty, some say four score, were marched as prisoners by national guards to the hotel de Ville. The ferocious people burst through on them in the Place de Grave, massacres them to the last man Oh purple, envy of the universe, purple in mad Gaelic effervescence. Surely few things in the history of carnage are painfuller. What ineffaceable red streak, Flickering so sad in the memory, Is that of this poor column of red Swiss, Breaking itself in the confusion of opinions, Dispersing into blackness and death. Honour to you brave men, Honourable pity through long times. Not martyrs were ye, and yet almost more. He was no king of yours, this Louis, And he forsook you like a king of shreds and patches. Ye were but sold to him for some poor sixpence a day, Yet would ye work for your wages, keep your plighted word? The work now was to die, and ye did it. Honour to you, O kinsman, and may the old Deutsch be de kite and Tapferkeit and valour which is worth and truth, Be they Swiss, be they Saxon, fail in no age. Not bastards. True-born were these men, Sons of the men of Sempach, of Merton, Who knelt, but not to thee, O Burgundy. Let the traveller, as he passes through Lucerne, Turn aside to look a little at their monumental lion, Not for Turvaldsen's sake alone. Hewn out of living rock, the figure rests there By the still lake-waters, in lullaby of distant, tinkling rance vaches. The granite mountains dumbly keeping watch all round, and though inanimate, speaks. End of Book Six, Chapter Seven.